content. You're wasting oh. great content. Oh, I was going <laughs> to Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it's Monday. Um, it's been a weird day. <laughs> weird one. It's just weird looking at the night. And, you know, honestly, I mean, you guys realize we're not big into hockey playoff hockey is great i've watched more than i actually have in, in previous years really and i still am not a big hockey guy and it just feels weird that there's no nba game tonight it does it does yeah, it just kind of sucks at this and the, the schedule is what it is and we'll get all you know we'll get yeah. games we'll get some good games tomorrow and i did make this joke this morning when i said oh atlanta and milwaukee in the uh in the conference finals i guess i'll start working on football <laughs> just which one atlanta's an exciting young team that herder herder like he was where tear where tear he was an animal even a hurt tray was good late that was i mean it, it can probably still be a pretty fun conference finals i'll pay attention i'm just kind of joking there how hurt well, do you think trey is I, his Actually, shoulder well, let's let's talk about the nba let's okay, talk okay, about okay. the nba in a little more detail we, we don't have to just uh, rip right through it but but uh um it is a crazy cuz you know in a normal year we wouldn't even have nba playoffs to talk about right now they would have been done a couple of weeks ago oh yeah um, you sent me the the clip it was like 5 years ago today yeah, it was the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the game comeback seven. Yeah. game 7 so i mean yeah we're like 2 weeks behind where we normally are at this point or uh, yeah, behind because normally we should be done with the NBA playoffs. We should move it, which actually helps. It helps cover our ass for a little more content before we get oh, to yeah. football. Because yeah, once we uh once we get over to football here, it'll be all football <laughs> except for some some fun. Obviously the Olympics, but yeah, it's I don't know. Like we complain a little because I miss bubble ball so much, but at the same time, the playoffs have been. I've lost almost every future I've placed in the NBA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. I have nothing. I, I think left. I have yeah. some clippers have maybe some clippers. left. I have some clippers left, but I but I I bought out of so much of that already. That... Yeah, so so yeah, so I'm not having yeah. a good time there. <laughs> no. I, I've I've won some game bets. Like there's been a few that come through pretty easily, but all my futures died just horrible fates. But at the same time, I'm still having fun, I guess, because it has been it, 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 usually it's just like, oh, who's LeBron on? And, like, who's the super team in the opposite conference? Like, 80% of the time, those two teams are going to meet in the finals. So, like, yeah. the Bucks, despite, you know, some of the things that have happened there with the coaching and just the, the play overall, them, the Hawks with some young talent, the Suns with a fun young team, th them going this far, I guess it's fun. Like, having some uncertainty is kind of fun from a viewer's standpoint because the, the NBA has become a bit of a repetitive drone into the playoffs here, well, for like the last 10 years. So I, I don't know. Like a, a wide open year is fun, even though. Wide open year. Yeah, it feels you know, more like the. It feels, possibly yeah, a car payment yeah. or two. We're, we're a little close. <laughs> I'm just getting it's paid off. <laughs> Uh, what do you want to talk about first? NBA playoffs, um, NHL playoffs, uh, U.S. Open reactions, or um, 
what was the other thing we were going to talk about today? Uh, early Wimbledon, Wimbledon, Wimbledon uh, talks, Wimbledon swimming trials. Uh, well, yeah, swimming trials. Let's say let's save the looking into the future for the end. But just reactions. You want to go U.S. Open first or NBA playoffs first? Yeah, U.S. Open. Rom, like we said off the air, Rom makes two pretty amazing putts, which also he set himself up to be in contention. He's best player in the world right now. I think his ball seven, striking was quality. Just yeah, just a quality player. Winning on Father's Day, his first Father's Day, that had to feel pretty cool. Honestly, like <clears throat> I dislike watching him. I very much dislike watching him because he's so neurotic at times. But I, you know, respect the quality of his golf for sure. So sucked to have an Usti ticket. I did the, oh. the cr- crying face behind the happy face mask meme because I did catch like an Usti is in top twenty, never in doubt. Um, Never. Paul, Paul Casey. Paul really, Casey. Paul Casey looked great. Those were both almost two to one. So those paid nice. Nice. But uh, yeah, almost almost got top lefty. Bubba faded, and um, I think it was Harmon took top lefty. Top Continental Euro <clears throat> did not come through because John Rom. John Rom did take that as well. He was the heavy favorite there. I got no no hole in one came through. A couple other props, mm. some match. I actually I won. I think my first four matchups in a row. On we the were Daily cheated. Stuff. We were cheated out of a four to one playoff. Yes. I mean, when it was, when it, when we were like halfway through the front nine on Sunday and yeah. that bunch of guys, there was eight, eight of the top 10 in the world were all kind of within one stroke of the lead. Uh, I think the odds that there was going to be a playoff at that point were probably like 60, 70%. That was four to one prop. I'm mad that that didn't cash. Um, they've been, they've been jacking those up and a couple of my bet because there were smaller fields. Yeah. I saw that too. And I just, I didn't, I didn't know what to make of this course for the most part, obviously a very different course, very different field this week, but it was, uh, it was a ton of fun watching them uh, battle this one. There was some nasty lies. And you saw, like, oh, why don't you, like, even Usti, why don't you go for the, like, because you can't stay on the green. Like, you you could go for it, and then you would just lose in a different way. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Put yourself in a spot to hole out, I guess. That's all you can do. And I don't know. The, the caddy, caddy probably, Frank said this in a tweet, caddy was playing for his checkbook, which doesn't, <laughs> which doesn't, doesn't kill a guy like yeah you want that second place money baby you don't want to drop down to the harris englishes of the world <laughs> that guy good paycheck for him again after man he came out of nowhere too on sunday um what did you think of um uh oh yeah joaquin neiman top south Af- south american was a uh, was a nice one uh i forgot i had that in my pocket that was a winner um i had a bunch of rom from previously you know previous March, April, May time frame. Um, our, one of our good golf buddies was basically like been beating the drum. Rom, this is the perfect course for Rom. Write it in pen. Rom wins the US Open for like four months now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm going to feel stupid if I don't have a bunch of these tickets. And then he goes on and wins. And sure enough, he did. Um, and honestly, like I was kind of waiting to get more down live because I didn't think Rom was going to come out as cleanly as he did. Like I thought maybe there'd be a little bit of rust after, you know, 10 days spent in quarantine. Um, but he was pretty much in the mix from his, you know, from the, you know, at, right as he got into round one. So uh, never saw a better price than 10 to one where he went off, uh, you know, no. or thereabouts. Uh, it only went in one direction. And uh, yeah, he was pretty impressive uh, ultimately, especially on that back nine when everyone else freaking melted down. <clears throat> 
Um, what did you think of the meltdowns? Was it just the course was so too hard, or was there a little, a little, a little kind of mental fatigue pressure? Uh, you know, just chokesmanship going on with uh, a lot of those players. I mean, I, I don't even want to call it a meltdown. If it's it's easy well, when you what, look, happened, what happened with <clears throat> Bryson DeChambeau? Yeah, well, Bryson DeChambeau was just a really bad hole, and he he can do. That. I mem- remember his ten. Like yeah. these things happen to Bryson, but let's talk about the normal golfers with normal non-scientist brains. Rory, U- Usti shot a seventy-one. Brooks shot, Brooks shot a sixty-nine. Morikawa shot a seventy on a very difficult course. John Rob just went out there and shot a sixty-seven. Like yeah. it's it's hard to keep it together for eighteen holes in this course. And some people shot some good rounds. Great Grace shot his way up the leaderboard with a sixty-seven. He just he, he was so one. due he, though. He, <laughs> he was yeah. But like plus he had a two bad, or three putting he had a bad Saturday. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He, he needed. He, was he had so some makeup close. for sure. But I mean, a, a lot of these, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Rory, just a couple holes. Obviously, he was right in it. But I, I was, I was happy with him playing as well as he did, based on some of the results we're seeing from him. Cantley shot a sixty nine on the weekend. We aren't talking. You know, it, it does get lost. It's almost like uh, how Mister Higo won last week. Yeah, and we did, and we didn't talk about his compatriot. Who was like in seventh place? Like sometimes people a little further down the leaderboard get lost. Like, oh, everyone, you know, John Rom, such a like Guido. Guido yeah, coming on tour. Guido on tour, top fiving out of and again, he shot a 68 on Sunday. He had a great round, really wasn't in contention just because of again a Saturday 73. But like Guido, my guy. Talk about uh, sneaking it out for top Italian too, with the Molinari brothers playing good off the bat. I think Cisco dropped down to probably about even. I'd have to check where he finished. Mm. Not a big Cisco fan. I like the rap. <laughs> I, I do like the rapper. But, um, oh, and, and now, yeah, now we get into kind of the doldrums of golf. If you, are, oh no way, dude! There's only like four weeks until the Open. I know, but I know, but you see what these next few are like. Yeah, travel- like the Tahoe one is fun. No, no, no. Travelers is like 6,800 yards in Connecticut. And then you do like TPC Deer Run. And then you, and then I think it's the, I might have these out of order. I think it's Rocket Mortgage, mm. which is a, like a Muni up in Detroit where they're going to shoot 25 under. Yeah, no, the open, very excited. But like there's a few weeks in a row of like, middling golf which uh, sometimes there's a lot of value in these tournaments it's not like i haven't already bet the travelers dan's giving me <laughs> shit about that dan stands going to the travelers because he he lives like 10 minutes from there but uh no that's uh and i will be reporting live from the 3m open as well speaking mm. of horrible horrible golf tournaments mm. Just hey, garbage, um, garbage tpc twin minneapolis or tpc twin cities not a great course but i'll be there yeah yeah okay all right um it was fun watching uh brooks scramble uh he had some wild uh wild scrambling and that back nine especially to keep himself in contention that was fun um did uh do i guess we just kind of resigned to the fact that brooks is a majors only kind of guy now he's just he's he's a different (laughs) player you can't use his statistics in between to tell you anything yeah it was hard i almost had this I almost had this convinced where Justin Rose is doing this shit because Justin Rose couldn't play well, just yeah. garbage stats. And then like three majors in a row, he's like top 20 and my numbers are all jacked up on him. And oh, I just went back to the, I went back to the hole on him again. I just went right back to the well. And <laughs> finally, like, honestly, that, yeah. that felt that maybe if Usti would have won, maybe bet, betting against Justin Rose would have felt even better. 
because I've been trying to do this for multiple turn. The Masters, he I bet him to miss the cut off his stats. He goes out in like top ten. FRL, yeah, he was yeah, first, first round, round first round leader. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. just mocking me. He did the same. The PGA, he played well too. And finally, it's like, all right, Justin Rose out there. Oh, what did he end up with? Like fourteen over. He was last of top fifty golfers <clears throat> in the world. Thirteen over, yeah. finished um, in the the Carson Shockey. <laughs> Kung Hung Lee, Christopher Crawford group there. So that felt that felt really good to get one right there. But uh yeah, that's there were I actually missed a lot of Sunday. I spent some time with the kids because it was Father's Day. So I went to a movie for like the first half of the final round, really. Yeah. So I had like I, I legitimately turned my phone off and didn't really check. And I, I came out of the theater and uh Usti was up two shots late. <laughs> I almost didn't want to, and then as I'm driving home and like trying not to be on my phone while I'm driving because it's you know illegal dangerous. and dangerous yeah. and I had a kid with me so yeah. I'm just kind of like refreshing it taking a quick glance like oh okay he's still up by one and then I get home and just it all unraveled yeah but yeah. in the heights pretty good if you like musicals and Latin dancing kid liked mm. it I thought I thought that uh, movie got canceled no why I wasn't that the Mulan one. No, I'm I can't just keep track. I can't treat. Uh, I'm glad you got. I'm, I'm glad you went saw in the Heights. I that's cool. That uh, then you're you're broadening your kids' experience. That's great, man. Um, the yeah, my mo- most of my major was watching the uh, the specific cam on Morikawa because I had a good investment on Morikawa to do well in this tournament. And um, my God, man, if that motherfucker could putt, yeah, <laughs> he sh- would be unbelievably good. Uh, he had say, four. He had him. he had two knock-ins on the front nine that were like, how do you miss that? And then two lip-outs on the back nine. He left four strokes on the course on a day where he shot seventy and uh, finished t- tied for fourth. <laughs> it was crazy, but his but his ball striking, his approach shots were just amazing, and I w- it was always. Always forgiven with that uh, second shot that he had on 18. Uh, he had a fairway driver out and he hit it about 235 ish and put it, you know, put it in, uh, you know, right on on uh, the green in a place where he could have a chance for an eagle putt. Uh, there was only about a six percent chance he was going to make the putt, and he, uh, but he left himself a makeable birdie, which was huge, huge, putt. huge swing. Um, and uh, you know that if he had if he had eagled, I think that would have been like a six figure putt if he if that if that had fallen that eagle something like that because it would have put him tied with Harris English, and he would have had the most eagles, uh, you know, tied for the most eagles on the tour. So that would have been nice, but that's okay. <clears throat> you you Make really can't can't watch him play. Like if you bet on him, don't watch him putt. It's so <laughs> because it is it is kind of what's missing from it's his crazy. game. It's it's a little Matsuyama esque where it's like, oh my god, this guy is amazing. Oh, and then Round it's like one, he had a couple oh, two that were just that's... like like yeah, face palm. Like, how how dude how. It's the yeah. whole tournament. Yeah, you if you bet him, don't watch him. Just kind of <laughs> just kind of follow along. Maybe his watch approach watch. shots were amazing, though. Oh, Every yeah. one oh, of God. them. You watch I mean, his approach shots, and you just know you're like, wow. I wonder how close this one's going to get to the pin. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, amazing. likely the it's best amazing. irons player in the world right now. It's amazing. It's, amazing. it's yeah. But, he's it's great. It's like me with the when I turn the wind off on the video game. Like, oh, I yeah. can just make the stick right by the pin if I want. Which, yeah. by the way, the travelers. I, I tweeted that this morning. That is the site of the Jim Furyk 58. I have Ooh. a tall task. I will be up. 
probably you until got the- you you're how are you gonna break that you have to I'm take the settings sh- all the way to zero or are they already at zero I'm gonna have to shoot like 13, <laughs> 13 under in a round. He, I, he did that. I think he did that with only one eagle too. It was just like a shitload. Of, I think it was one eagle, ten birdies, or so. It was an wow. amazing round. Like again, it's a shorter course, but it was still a hell of a round. It wasn't that long ago, so I'm excited for that tomorrow. The travelers, I'll have some more stuff out on that as we, as we roll this week. I'm excited cool. to just bet anything because the NBA has sucked my future liability all the way to yeah my next future to settle will be a nfl future (laughs) round two was bad news man um round two of the playoffs was bad for me uh i lost uh the only kind of uh sort of i was right and then i ended up backing my way out of was the clippers were going to come back and win that series against the jazz but then after quiet leonard got hurt and the the Clippers won Game Five. I've hedged my my balls off in that series, so I made no money on real on them advancing in six. Uh, and in fact, actually, I think I came out a net loser because I had Utah in Game Six, and they managed to blow a twenty five point lead. Um, that was shocking. Uh, the blown leads. I went like to the, bed for that. I didn't watch that. Man. The blown leads have been incredible. Like the I most dangerous, up. the most dangerous lead in the NBA playoffs so far has been about a twenty-five point lead. Yeah. We saw the Sixers do it. We saw oh the God. Jazz do it. Uh, I think uh, the who else had a twenty? The the Bucks had a twenty-five point lead in one game. It was game Bucks five ultimately, one. and they they blew it. Um, but the Bucks come back to win. And I don't know. Did you watch much of that Nets Bucks game seven? Yeah. No, I watched that. That was wow. That was great. Talk about. Oh wow. I mean, Game of inches, game of inches measured in yards. Is that the NBA? That's no, game uh, of runs. Game of runs, yeah. Game of runs, but no. The I mean Durant, maybe the greatest shot that never was. Like, yeah. If he really, uh, that shot is going to get lost in the annals of history yes, because it will. because they lost that game. But when he turned around, that guy was on him like stink on shit. I don't know how he created. I was going to say I don't know how he created the separation to get that shot off, but he really didn't. He still there was so, so little space to get that shot off, and he still got it off, and it was a beaut. And if his size fifteens or however big they are weren't on the line, game's over. Like that, yeah. they win, they move on. They're they're you know heavy heavy favorites, heavy favorites in, in, yeah. in the conference finals. So, like just again, uh, I mean, it's not like they were over the line. It was on the line an inch or two, and that game goes a different way. So that will be yeah, that will be a shot that I'll remember that maybe. Maybe gets a little lost because that was really amazing. But you know, kudos, kudos to the Bucks for well, hanging tough. There. Should we kudos the Bucks? They they played well. Like some of their yes, we should kudos their the Bucks because the bench came out in Game Seven, played like shit yes. for two and a half, three quarters, and a couple of bench guys really picked it up in the fourth quarter and scored. A couple of them were kind of dangerous from three when again, left wide open. Like I can make a three pointer. If you're going to just let me sit there for long enough, I'll make some of them. I, I used to, I used to, you saw my, you saw my shot. Oh, yeah, I seen your game. My, seen my, your game. my yeah. jump shot has lost a little bit, but you get me in, a, you get me in a gym, get me warming up a little. You guys didn't let me warm up. And then that's I fair. That's fair. So, but I mean, yeah, they, they left some guys wide open on the kickouts. I mean, that's that kind of what killed them too. But no, I think the bucks bench really stepped up there late and it was, uh, it was something. Uh, last night was or the Sixers match. The Sixers match. I've been watching too much soccer. Sixers game was 
I, I think yeah. a, a worse I avoided, game seven. I avoided some pain there, thankfully. That actually, I, I should. I, most of my thought processes, a lot of Nets money got flushed for me, and a lot of Clippers yeah. potential winnings got flushed. So I'm frustrated. But I want a, a decent amount on the Suns. I want a decent amount on uh, not going balls deep on the Sixers because there was, you know, the fact that. Doc Rivers is like one in 20 all time in game sevens uh, was kind of a stink that I couldn't really get over. Once the Hawks were up three, two, it was like, well, even if the Sixers force a game seven, are they really potentially going to beat beat the uh, Hawks? And I guess am I being too reductive here? Was it more about what the Hawks did than it was about the Sixers failings? Or did you think that the, you know, just in general, that series was kind of Sixers are, who we thought they were in terms of mental midgets. <clears throat> I think we were, it, it's probably a lot of both columns. Like it is a little bit, Yeah, I don't want to say reductionist. That seems mean to like, to, it feels like I'm shitting on you, but I, I think you're, I think well, eventually. I you. Well, not, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, no, you're stupid. You're wrong. That was a bad take. Um, at old, Cold, cold takes exposed or whatever. No, I, and I think you you've seen a lot of that too. It wasn't just Doc Rivers sucks, and uh, sure. well, I mean Ben, ben Simmons. Like, what did I say about that in the chat this morning? It's like, yeah, it's like somebody didn't understand how to play the video game and hit the pass button instead of dunk. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are what are you doing? And I, you doing? I get that I get that his brain is broken, but him not contributing on offense really. His free throw shooting being garbage. Um, who is uh, Tobias Harris in the fourth quarter? Missed like four gimmies, it felt like. Some yeah. really, really he was also like, He was also wildly unclutched in game five. In when the they paint. Collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the, and it, it was just one of those like, there was that stretch in the fourth where it's like nobody made a bucket for three minutes. Yeah. And it felt like Tobias Harris missed six shots in there, like at, <laughs> in the paint, like they were easy, you know, they just, and they, they were just rattling out. It just, it, it just felt like oh, this game might be over if they keep doing this shit. So I, I do want to, you know, you do want to give it to the Hawks though. Her, I mean, uh, Trey being injured, being super uh, similar to the Bucks, but I said like ineffective for two and a half, three quarters. And then, Trey makes a couple of pretty nasty shots down the stretch with an injury. Like you, you got to give it to him on that. Like they're, they're a good young team. I don't know how I feel about McMillan, but I feel better about him. The doc, I guess. Yeah. Lesser. Yeah. McMillan's good. No, no, no. McMillan's good. Um, he's done a really nice job this whole playoffs. I honestly, I think, I, I mean, I don't know. What's your read on Trey young injury, shoulder injury. He is hurt. <laughs> and, and I don't think they can advance. Like if he's uh, not 100, percent they're not going to yeah, be Bucks. I think it sucks. And yeah, it's probably Bucks and five or six, don't you? But again, I don't listen to me. I've lost every <laughs> future. I had Sixers to win. I I took some nets at the you know a big plus. I should have just bought it. I had a good. I had a good number I on the nets. It. I know. Good number on the nets. A good number on the. Jazz. I mean, just everything I touch just turned to turned to shit. So don't listen yep. to me. But like from a casual Andy standpoint, it looks like Bucks in five or six. If he's if he's having to muster up all that just for a game seven, it's going to be hard in a seven game series if he's if he's not getting time to get that shoulder right. I, I'm still stuck. And granted, I am like just awash with um, mental. 
you know, cognitive dissonance, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, biases clouding my vision on the Bucks because I've had such great prices on them the last couple of years and they've done jack squat. Uh, and so, and I watched them in a series like that Nets series where they should have been down 0-3 and probably quit and probably packed it in, but they got a couple lucky bounces at the end of game three and just an ugly, weirdly officiated game. They win a tough game four. They get an enormous break in that Kyrie is done for the series. James Harden clearly was not even like 10%. I mean, I don't even know what to put his percentage on. Yeah, Um, game three was so big. It was so big. And uh, it just feels like they backed their way here, even in the freaking overtime possession. Like the Nets had a ton of open looks. No one had legs. Nash didn't call a timeout. When KD and Harden were playing, like, no, you take it, no, you take it, no, you take it. Like, I can't, I can barely lift, I can barely dribble, man. Like, like those guys were so gassed, and that Nash did not give them a blow. I was like, I, it was, it felt like the Bucks kind of are just being like awarded now a, a, a finals appearance based on just. Every, like like a war of attrition. They're the last man standing when everyone else has got, you know, just widespread injuries or just, you know, has, you know, can't, just can't, can't finish. A yeah. game, you know, Let, can't let's say finish it's, let's say it's bucks and six. They don't lose a home game. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they, they would be two, two, one, one, and they would go two. it would be two, two, and then three, two, four, two. Okay. So they they win it in a pretty non-competitive six-game series, let's say. Like the home games aren't in doubt. What what's the best case scenario for the West? Like they're they're huge, not for huge. Them? Yeah, I mean like what what's I mean just like you're saying, yeah, they're getting awarded a spot in the finals, but like either of these Western Conference teams I'd make pretty big favorites over them. Like not the Clippers. I don't like, think we're going to see Kawhi again. That's yeah, and I mind. guess that's the thing. I've I've been told that Kawhi could come back, so I suppose that does make that. It's maybe a silly conversation to have if we don't know. Like if he doesn't come back and the Clippers end up in there, I guess it's more of an even series because he's such a big piece. But I don't. Know, Suns pretty decent favorite. Uh, I'm gonna watch, but I'm. As much as I'm excited about like this open open playoff, like oh, there's all these teams that are doing well that I didn't expect it. I'm still like, oh man, I got Milwaukee Phoenix on my TV. What are we doing? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I guess I don't want to count out the Hawks just yet. I'd like to see what kind of form Trey Young's in. If Trey um, looks good and yeah, and Boggy and Boggy's healthy, yeah. Like if you take it in a vacuum, the Bucks still have a problem where they give you way too many looks from three. And if the Hawks have a couple of positive shooting nights like they did against the Sixers, game one, great example. They had a white hot first half of that series and uh, the rest was history. Like if you have a game like that against the Bucks, you're going to beat them. Um, and sure. so I don't really want to rule out the Hawks just yet unless Trey Young truly is like just absolutely effed. Um, but you know, and I, and Trey Young's not shooting, which is why I'm a little concerned about him. Like he's, he's, a, he's doing an amazing job facilitating. In fact, maybe ultimately from a career arc standpoint, like this little shoulder injury thing, like ultimately makes him a better player. Cause he's rounding out his game more. I mean, that's possible. How many shots do you think he put up last night 
or the other night. He put up like 25 shots. Drew. He put up a bu- No, I know. But like, if you look at over the course of the series, he's barely shot threes in games three, four, five. Like he was protecting his okay. shoulder big time. Like once it got down to game seven, like saving he, it yeah, for seven. He, he was saving it. Yeah, I guess so. But, um, uh, yeah, he was very hesitant to shoot. I thought in, uh, in games three and four and five. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I guess I like they they get a couple. They both get both teams get a couple days rest. They should both be fresh for game one. Um, I think the Hawks, if they have positive shooting, they can can win a game or two in Milwaukee. And at that point, who the hell knows? Um, I don't think of the. I still don't think of the Bucks as an especially tough mentally tough unit at all if the going gets tough it could get it could go sideways on them quickly um and you know i don't i i like the hawks defense honestly the hawks played great team defense against the sixers i mean yeah good uh this is just andy not listening to you at all and thinking about something (laughs) like i I know to be fair like i'll come back to that because i agree no if, if they can shoot like they did like you said in game one or they get some decent performances if trey's shoulder is not as bad as we think it might be bogdanovich's knee which dan brought up in the chat if some of these injuries aren't as bad as we fear they are it's probably a very competitive series Yes. If these guys are hurt like I think they are, it's bucks and five or six. Okay. What do you think NBA Finals tickets cost in Milwaukee? Like second deck, half decent. I don't want to sit courtside. Five hundred bucks, maybe. That's probably fair. Thousand bucks, maybe. But in that ballpark, um, I, I, I guess the I think it's just not that far. I think this. I don't think that the Bucks are going to be meaningful favorites in the finals. Against the Suns, if it's if that's your finals, if it's Bucks Suns, um, that's probably that series is probably Suns minus one forty, minus one fifty. I'll make it two hundred. I'll do it right now. You do. You make it two hundred. Wow. Because I don't care. Okay. But either way, as a Timberwolves fan, that might be my best chance to ever get to a finals game. The probability of the Suns and the Bucks currently, the probability of the Suns and the Bucks making the final is almost equal by my numbers, like almost identical. Well, if you look at the future prices, they're about minus 500 apiece. The Suns are a little below the Bucks. So that is okay. So the future prices are maybe they're just factoring in that it's going to be easier for the Bucks to get there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe the Suns are going to be dogs. Suns would have home court. And home court's been pretty impressive in Phoenix. Is that they've they've been supporting that team pretty they have damn pretty damn good. Been uh, Chris Paul will be the back Valley. for sure. Chris Paul will definitely be back by then. There's no doubt. Finals start July 8th. I think it would be pretty ridiculous if he were still in health and safety protocol on July 8th. Um, yeah, but he would this literally been, have yeah. to be like on a ventilator. Like he'd this have is, to get like yeah. sick from it. Otherwise, yeah. he's back. It's been a very very weird series. I I in the back of my head, I want. Suns Hawks. I feel like that would be the most entertaining series. Um, yes, the, sure. the Bucks just aren't fun to watch, man. They're just not. The games just are. Are they're they're tough. They're tough to watch. And Giannis. I mean, maybe Giannis takes a step forward and he becomes you know kind of the playoff superstar that he has yet to ever be uh, in his career to this point. Like he's due. Uh, you know, if you look at the trajectory, he's still improving. He's at the about the point in time in his progression progression is where. Uh, you know, LeBron took his the Heat team to the uh, you know to the finals. So, you know, this would be uh, this would be about right. <laughs> yeah, Suns fans, they gotta like calm them down there. The Heat's getting to them. It's it's 115 down in the desert, and they're just beating everybody up. 
rally the valley. Let's go. But I mean, I agree. <laughs> agree. I don't want to see the Bucks play any more games than I have to. <laughs> I would. I would agree that the Hawks, despite the amount of money they've taken from me, whether it was the regular season win total under that I had, the Heat to win the division, the Sixers to win the conference, like they've cost me. I'd still rather see them in the finals over the Bucks. So I guess we'll cheer. We'll cheer for Atlanta, the ATL. And we'll go from there. What do we got? So nothing tonight. And then Clippers Suns game two tomorrow. Phoenix five and a half point favorite. Wednesday is the Hawks Bucks. Milwaukee is a seven point home favorite. Should we take the points? Yes. Let's get some injury <laughs> updates and probably, probably take the points. Yeah. I think you take the points in both of the next two games. Game two, Clippers, I'll probably take the plus six. That's too much of an adjustment. Um, and then game uh uh, game one, I'll probably be take the points with the with the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm at this point. At this point, if we have learned nothing else, just take the prices. You know, take the price. You know, if it, they, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much ridiculousness at this point. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea to take the price. See that commercial with um, Cliff is back. Oh, is he? Cliff Paul. Yeah, Cliff I haven't Paul seen one of those back? for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I think honestly, I think it's just going to be available. Up different. No, I don't think he's <laughs> available either. But yeah, it, it would be nice to see CP3 back at some point during this series, at least. I yeah. just like, like, he's really good. He's a fun basketball player to watch. Sucks. Like, he kind of got jobbed on this whole thing, I really think. You got John. I, I don't know all the details of like who's vaccinated and who's not and all the rules, but like it, it just sucks. Maybe I think it sucks more because he's had such bad luck over yeah, this sort of shit over I'm the sure. years. Like at this point, I just feel really bad for him. He's just like he, you know, he deserves a break. Yeah, he deserves a goddamn break in the playoffs. I'd love to see him get the get to the finals here and, yep. and take it down. Rally the valley. Let's we go. We agree. Hey, um, let's talk a little euro and then uh and then look into the future. <laughs> you don't want to confront you want what's uh what's going on man what's what's I'm, the deal here i'm a casual euro better and i, I got to yeah. oh man i got a soft pk from I russia like, i feel like rob pizzol was in my head because he keeps being like hey pinnacle's taking a million dollars on this the market's sharp you're not gonna win you know and he's it's messing oh, with he, uh, he's, he's right messing i with mean i'm read. using the chris numbers <laughs> to bet these pieces so um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a soft PK, and then really, like, that North Macedonian striker, who mm -hmm. just absolutely, that would have been the best goal of the damn day when he ripped that one from, like, you know, 25 yards out, and it just hit the woodwork hard. And really, another another six inches over, and it, it bounces in. So I, I think I should have got that both teams to score. I'm just, I'm right on the cusp of winning one here. And I won, <laughs> I won, I won money on Saturday or Sunday when I didn't even really have time. I was busy cooking all day. I did get a lecture this morning from the chat and brown bag bets. I need to eat more vegetables. Oh, yeah, that's probably after, true. After I explained how much meat I ate this weekend, which is, again, I had it's fresh asparagus. Man. That's how it goes. We've got, you know how much leaf lettuce I got in the garden up now? I've been eating salads like every day. Excellent. Because just, there's, I got the, you know what I'm saying? The salad spinner. Salad spinner, of course. Salads, that's how you, 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 you bring the bowl up there, you harvest it, you rinse it, and then you spin it, and then you put it in the fridge. You have cold lettuce. It's so good. I'm excited about that. Um, tomorrow, do we just have the two-year-old games? Hopefully. To keep me from I can't lose four tomorrow at least. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're tough. They're a tough handicap. They're so tough. Like the England I, thing, uh, I guess they they might be like trying to lose. People have said this, but at the same time, like 
you're you're going to have to face these good teams eventually, and you might get Spain if you don't win this game. So the Czechs don't want that either. The Czechs might try to lose. The Czechs are set seven to one underdogs tomorrow. England's a minus two hundred favorite. I think the draw is about plus two fifty. So uh, yeah, it's I don't know what to do with that one. I'll find a, I'm, honestly that's probably an underlook if they do like a handshake draw and let the Czechs win the group. That would be that would be something. Croatia, Scotland, really, that's a really tough one too. I think I'd probably just go Croats. I don't like them. I don't think they're good. But Scotland's missing a player now for some COVID. England may be missing some players who are in yes. like cl- two, they're in close watch because they were in close contact with the Scottish player who has um, some COVID issues. So I'm probably not going to dig into that until I get a little more clarity on that in the morning, but Scotland's not eliminated. If they won, they'd have four points, which, you know, that four points will get you through most likely in a third place spot. Yeah. They're missing the best player though. They, yeah, they're, they're in a tough spot versus Croatia. So like they'll be trying, but what are you, what are you going to do? So England might be, starting a backwards lineup because they're missing players and they don't have real incentive to win the group other than the pride of winning the group and getting the shit kicked out of them by what France, probably Portugal. We don't even know. We don't know that group's such a mess right now too. So I'm not going to put a lot of stock into any teams trying to get too clever by half and positioning themselves. France and Portugal are both through, right? Oh no, Portugal is not. France is Germany and France are Germany and France are through. Portugal, we don't know yet. I am going to just look at the lineups when they come out okay. about what hour before the match. Okay. Kind of makes make some judgment calls off the lineups. Honestly, I'm going to cheat. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to throw my darts. I'm going to talk to some smart people. This is what I do in other sports that I don't bet. So and Dan says oh, yeah, France Dan's is right. Yeah, because Germany lost one. Yeah, so Germany has three points. <laughs> Portugal has three points. France has four. If France finishes third with four points, they're automatically through. So and they play Hungary. No, France. No, that France Port- drew, Portugal. Portugal plays hungry. hungry. Germany so plays hungry. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Germany's. That's probably the why group. you thought. That's probably why you thought they were through. Is because they. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah, they kind of yeah. are. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And look what happened in World War One. There, uh, Mister, the auto auto Hungarian. What What is going on with the Mbappe and Giroud? They get a little uh, little tete tete tete. French people just are mean. Oh okay. Have you ever met Food Snob Frog? He's, 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 he's always picking. Nice. No, he's, he's always picking. Nice. He's always picking on me. Oh, is he? No, no not I, really. I think he's you just interpret nice. his emoji faces as <laughs> meaning something they they don't mean. Yeah. No, I just I just like to give him shit. Um, yeah, Italy, obviously, Italy, Belgium, Italy, the most impressive Italy, tournament so far. Italy, Belgium, and Netherlands each with nine points, but Italy probably the most impressive, but maybe against one of the weaker groups. Obviously, Turkey. I would say is yes. a laugher. Switzerland has some good players, but the team isn't quite there. And Wales is through, <laughs> but like it's, <laughs> they stink. It's really, yeah, they stink. So Belgium, I'd say Belgium probably more impressive from a team standpoint. How they've looked at times against half decent, you know, half decent Denmark team. Yeah, half decent. Especially in that second half. Fin- I mean. It's not like fin- Finland's not good. They didn't have Pookie their first match, but they're. They played well enough, so I think Belgium may be a little more impressive. The Netherlands, I mean, they won all their matches. The Ukraine put them to the test. Uh, you know, it was 
They have North goal scoring Dakota. ability, which yeah, is yeah, they do have goal scoring ability. I don't know. They, I I was surprised they didn't have more problems with the back end defense. So tomorrow, I'm not super sure, and that leaves us with two more groups on Wednesday: the Sweden, Slovakia, Spain, Poland. Yeah. Group, what do you think my chances of are of getting a Spain group winner still? It will be tough because you need Sweden to draw um, or lose. Yeah. So Spain really kind of sealed their fate with the the draw. I mean, two bad draws. Two bad ones. Yeah. They just absolutely the XG would tell you that those were both 67 to 80% win likelihood. And they, they should have both. like five or six goals. They have one. That was yeah, both were bad draws. We knew they were gonna have some COVID issues coming in. They were getting the shots during the tournament, we're thinking maybe is what's happening yeah, too. Not sure why they decided to do that, but bad plan yeah. in Spain. So I'm not sure what happens. I think Spain Should gets through. But yes, Sweden might win the GD group, which is funny. Yeah. It'd be funny if, if uh, Czech, the Czechs and the Swedes win their groups. It was like, yeah, Italy, Belgium, even the Netherlands, you know, there was some talk of maybe austria ukraine playing well and honestly north macedonia is a pain in the ass to play even they scored two goals the north macedonians scored two goals that's that's more than finland finland only got one yeah and that one was a little weird um so yeah spain spain likely through but i don't it'd be tough for them to win their group okay well we'll know for sure the knockouts on wednesday we're gonna have another guest a guy who's got a, a true um soccer originator that we can kind of pick through his process. And I don't know that he's going to have lots of international tips for us, but it'll be a great conversation regardless on how you handicap, uh, how you handicap uh, international footy or just footy in general. Um, talk a little golf probably with him as well. Cause I he's an so. excellent golf originator. Um, either way, it uh, should be interesting. Oh man, Tampa Bay just throttling the poor Islanders right now. Three zero. Uh, I laid the goal line on that. That was the only bet I played today because I was I'm a degenerate and I had no basketball to bet on and I wanted to bet something in the playoffs. So I laid one and a half with the Tampa Bay Islanders. What do you think? You so close, <laughs> so close to saying Bucks there. I know it was very. You close. struggled. It's, it it's like mus muscle memory. Oh boy, football writer. I started my football prep a little today. I'm oh, just, just I, I started putting outlines together for the information I need to gather for each team that I do every year before I start running numbers. Cause I do, it's kind of twofold. You know, you, you got to look at numbers. You got to start putting your power rankings together, but I really do like to do all the informational stuff first. So I have some baseline for some of the reasoning. If I'm going to make adjustments off of priors so started on that, got me pretty excited uh, about the NFL. We'll get into uh, – we haven't talked about that. Who, which division should we do first? Which division has the least – we all save what – so like the NFC North will probably be last because we want to see what happens with Rodgers. The like NFC we, North and the AFC South we're going to have to save to the end. Yeah, we, we save the ones where it's like we really, really, really should figure out what's going on with this – fill in the key player and we save it like uh, the Patriots last year, not knowing what they're going to start at quarterback. We save yeah. that one for later. So that'll be last. What, which division has like the most stability? Yeah. Like there's nothing too crazy going on. 
NFC it, West, maybe it might be the NFC West because it's like the quarterbacks are. I don't think yeah. they're going to go Fields, obviously. So it's it's your four quarterbacks are kind of set in stone. We know a lot about those coaches oh, already. Femi so on I the think, same wavelength. Yeah, Start Femi banger like oh, Femi. West. Femi's yeah. a he's a Seattle yeah. guy. Like he's a Seahawks guy. Of course he wants that, but he might he might be right just by by luck because that is kind of a a division I think pretty that stable. Is pretty stable. That and one in the maybe NFC, NFC East, AFC, AFC North is pretty stable. NFC East is pretty stable. A- A- AFC NFC, East is pretty stable. NFC East, we're getting some new quarterback play, but at the same time, like we know what's going to happen. Or like we don't know who the Broncos QB is yet, so we got yeah, to save the AFC West. We don't know about Aaron Rodgers. We got to save the NFC North. We don't know, we don't about, know about the legal Deshaun status. Watson. Yeah, so we got to save Deshaun. the AFC South. Um, so yeah, we can do the other five though. For sure, yep. so we'll, um, we'll pick one of those and start with us in a, in a few weeks. Very yeah. excited. We'll or yeah, or, yeah. NFC South might be a decent one to start too because that is your reigning champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> we, we'll do it just like they do. Like yeah. oh, the, you start with the the champs, play somebody. Yeah, that that might be the way to go. Because uh, I, I like we like to I like, I like to build I like to build into it a little bit before we get to something that's as good as the NFC West. Yeah, because it's easy to talk about the Bucks. Like we're not we're not gonna have any Skip Bayless hot takes or you know any real surprises. Like, hey, we think the Bucks might be good again, or like, yeah, Bucks you know, five guess, and eleven. I mean, th- there are gonna be some surprises no. in that division <laughs> just because it'll be interesting to see what yeah. uh, you know what what we do at court or what what the, how the quarterback play in New Orleans is. Yep. What the you know what the post Julio. Falcons look like and really Sam Darnold, like, and Sam Darnold mm-hmm. is he gonna is he gonna fix all the things that are wrong with him as a quarterback just because he has some decent coaching Ooh, investors um, Olympics are also coming up very excited I've gotten I've started to get really uh, deep into the swimming handicap which is of course my favorite part of the Olympics Bar none, if you are new to sort of betting on the Olympics, it is a two-week event. And the prime time events in week one are swimming and gymnastics. The prime time event in week two is track and field. Okay, so week one, there's going to be a lot of swimming in prime time and a lot of gymnastics. Gymnastics is not easy to bet on. There's just not many markets, and there is a pretty damn decent certainty that the best gymnast in the universe is uh, in known quantity in Simone Biles for the United States. So it's just going to be a lot of chalky U.S. prices in the women's gymnastics, men's gymnastics. uh, We stink, um, but that's okay. Uh, Not a lot of bets to be made on the men's gymnastics side. Swimming, on the other hand, offers Uh, an awesome amount of betting. Okay, I have bet on trampoline already. Oh, really? That's, you that's gymnastics. Dong yeah, dong. It is. Oh, long dong. Right. Okay. No, cool, dong, cool. dong dong. It's dong, the same dong. word. Oh, okay. Dong dong. 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 He played placed oh. he placed decent at the world championships on trampoline the other year. And he's like okay. a four to one four China's to one. China's gonna like, sweep it, it, China's gonna sweep the gold silver in that event without question. So as yeah, long as they're China very, is, I, very good at you. I support that wager. Very, very good at trampoline. Very, very good. Fight. I would like to see like trampoline fighting, but that's, you know, the Olympics is not answering my letters. Anyway, dong, dong. I played that. That's my only Olympic bet. I am very pumped uh, from you and Money Mark Mills. I learned a lot about taper back in the day. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to start, you know, handicapping swimming. There are so many events. The entire handicap this year revolves around taper because guess what? 
the U.S. Not not only did we not get um, usually you have a preceding year where there are worlds and you get to see all these contenders at least swim against each other once fully tapered fully shaved like all like balls to the wall like this is our max effort best we can possibly do right now you get to see it once we did not get to see that because that was in 2019 there was no worlds in 2020 and so there's a little gap in time that you would normally use to handicap swimming right well if you're breaking down trials and right now european trials are going on last week u.s swimming trials went on and then um, uh, australian swimming trials went on the Australians swam in Adelaide and they blew doors off. They were so freaking fast, like full on threatening world records in some events where you didn't, where I didn't think world records were possible to be threatened. Uh, and in there, I was still kind of world, you know, rumor swirling. Yeah, some of these women were not tapered, Question. were not fully tapered. Yeah, go ahead. What do you know about that pool? Uh, like, is it 49 meters? <laughs> no, I mean, cause there are, there are faster pools like Arizona state's oh, pool is of fast as shit. Yeah. Like what do we, what do we know of about course. the Adelaide pool? I, I will do a little bit of research and have a better answer for you when we actually get into our Olympics handicap. But I can tell you with, with, with crystal clear certainty that the pool, that the, uh, the Australians have a telltale do great at trials underwhelm at the olympics i don't know if it's a mental thing i don't know if it's they blow their taper every time i don't really know what it is at all but it, it for, at least this is even more aggressive than a normal year right they were unreal unreal fast and we were disappointing at trials usually we you know like our best go in and they're like not fully tapered or they're you know partially tapered whatever um and they still just absolutely light light it up because the atmosphere is usually like really high energy and like you know it's a really big deal and and yes we've had five years waiting for this moment um but even with all of that in the omaha pool which we know is a fast pool they were underwhelming the both the men's and especially the men's side. The women's side, we have obviously Katie Ledecky, although she is going to be in a little bit of a tight spot. Phone's ringing. Yeah, I know. I just muted it. Sorry about that. Yeah, That's Katie Ledecky is in a little bit of a tight spot, obviously, because she is up against uh, just a just a, a a true challenger from Australia this year, as well as a couple of very good European swimmers. So she's going to have her hands full. I think she still wins gold in the 800, but the 400 and the 200 look like long shots now for her um and yeah we're gonna need to see these these women make an enormous leap honestly watching ledecky in the trials i thought oh good like last time around she really just like blew it out at trials like it was like save some for the olympics like you don't have to swim this fast you're obviously gonna win you don't need to lap the other women in the pool like you clearly won right uh, but she still was going max power in trials and then repeated it in the olympics no problem well this time around it did feel like she was a little more kind of uh political you know a little bit more cagey she was she was keeping um the best of it kind of you know keeping it in a little bit like we didn't see her best but even still she's gonna have to go her all-time best fastest ever 400 to win the 400 yeah. and the 200 and that's gonna be a tough ask so i'm a little nervous about our team usa swimming hopes and on the men's side we have a guy in caleb dressel who can win the 100 fly and i think that's probably it 
Like I don't know how, how many how do goals you, were taken. How on do you the think this, this affects the uh, the gold handicap for the U.S.? It it, hel- it like, hurts are, it. It hurts are it. Are we are we an under team or is the number pretty good now? Like for I swimming? looked at it. I, well, just in general because it's a gold. The gold prices overall golds. They know what kind of money. It's like England and the Euros. They know they're going to take money on the USA over. We bet the USA under in the past because it was inflated. Like, is it inflated because we did so well at swimming in years past? You know, it's not just Phelps wins like 11 medals and Ledecky wins all the women's events and we do well in the relays. Is it is it inflated, you know, just strictly based off swimming? I don't, I haven't got deep into track yet. I haven't got deep into some other events, but yeah, like I do. I, and I do like uh, the analogy. Like it's almost like a salesman, how we, how we do approach it where you, you kind of under promise over deliver. You don't, yeah. you don't blast it out of the pool in the, in the trials and stuff. You just, you get there and yeah, drive for, drive for show putt for dough. There you go. <clears throat> My guess is that the U S medal total is best estimate of all of the major events summed all together and the best estimate of swimming is probably their average medals over the last three years and without looking i think the usa probably gets about on average 16 golds if, out of I swimming say 15 i think it's about 16 per year on average over the last three in the phelps era it was about 16 per year um and i would guess that if we come in at four or six instead of 16 that's 10 missing golds on the uh, 10 missing golds on the US total count that you got to find you got to make, make it up somewhere and, and I don't know you have to dig into yeah, yeah you'll have to dig into all these other events see if yeah. we were favored somewhere where we don't normally win obviously the softball girls should win the women the, the basketball women's basketball you yeah. know that women's basketball is going to be bad like those girls are going to rack um there's a few you know a few gimmies but also the metal totals like 47 so that'll be something i'll dig into over the next couple weeks um i'm excited remember the torpedo i do ian thorpe yes his his son is racing in these olympics what i did i made that up i don't know i just want to know that he has no i don't even know i don't even know if he has kids he his kids would be like 10 drew i'm just (laughs) (laughs) i just remembered there's some there 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 was an 18 year old girl who almost broke the world record in the 100 meter fly that's Uh, like gymnastics you know trying to use like nine-year-olds it's 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 easier when they're smaller Ian Thorpe is 38 and to the best. Oh, I I mean, he could have a, he could have like a 17 year old if he got after it early. Yeah. I mean, he's like, if you had said said his daughter, then, uh, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, he is, uh, he, um, uh, is out of the closet. Okay. Um, what? Yeah, a lot of yes. But he could still, so he, well, but he could have been, you know, you can still adopt kids or do, I thought that was innuendo, like, but apparently he did a big interview and he he is out of the closet. Okay, fascinating. A lot of that going around. Today. Weird, yeah, month? weird time. Yeah. Weird timing weird today. Timing. Yeah, it's Pride yeah. Month because we had uh, Carl Nassib. Was, he put, right? played for Syracuse. Yeah, Nassib. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, name, right? It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl. Yeah. yeah, Carl. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. No, I think ultimately the U.S. swimming team. I'm nervous because they did not perform especially well um, and. You know, there no no Michael Phelps coming to save the day with you know four or five golds, six, seven, eight golds type of performance this year, um, and uh, yeah, I think for sure the 
kind of the natural kind of progression of these athletes has was wildly disrupted last year with COVID. So I think we got, I think we're in a little bit of a tight spot. It's not looking great, not looking great, man. So we'll see, but yeah, I think, uh, Australia potentially is the beneficiary of this and their over golds is worth a look and our under golds maybe impacted. So yeah, so far just some, what do we go? Japan under Russia over. Yeah, those are, no, those are, I like, I didn't like Japan. No, 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 no. Japan. China. Was, who was, no, no, no. Who was the country you went under on? I'd have to go look. It's in the account. The Japan mostly, number was high. Mostly Russia overs. Japan. Russia oh, Russia over is my only really strong opinion at this point. I played that at a couple places. I, I think it might have been. Is this live, this boxing match? This Lomachenko? Is he fighting right now or is this a replay? I still The TV's still just on from, from Euros, and there's like boxing on now. Top rank. old. Yeah. I think I would have heard about this. Either way, um, yeah, we'll have some we'll get some cards together for the Olympics. We'll put out we'll put out a bunch of stuff we end up playing after we play it because some of that stuff tends to Yeah, move the, you're with, watching with a replay. Lomachenko's fighting the twenty sixth. He's fighting Saturday in Vegas. He also has good colors though. He does the blue and yellow so nice. Yeah, absolutely right. Um okay. Well did you want to touch on anything else about looking into the future? Little quick on Wimbledon. If you oh, have a yeah. book, if, if you have a book that's behind, and you can get, um, you know, our guy uh, Novak at like minus one ten or better, that might be worth a look. He's gonna close like minus one fifty, right? Um, that nobody's playing, and he's so good right mm. now. This is it, and this is a chance to really have a fuck you year. So I, if, if you get even money, I would play it at even money. I, know I would some play places, it at even money as well. What's some the best places, price you see? I'm just saying some places are a little behind on that sometimes. Some places are up to minus 130 already. Are they really? Yeah. It might be a little past past prime. That that fruit might have uh that fruit might have spoiled. <laughs> um his path is going to be monstrously easy. Yeah. It's just like can he can he win another decent five setter in a final versus again we don't even know who the second best player will be right now in that tournament. We don't. Who is your guess? Berrettini? Sitsipas? We kind of went with Sitsipas just based off just where Med is and where I mean just Rublev on grass. I don't know. Like Rude on grass, like all the all the usual suspects. Even even if Aunt Dominic, no, no, these fair, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm just <laughs> thinking like my big name, like yeah, Berrettini. I'm not a big Chapo guy. Oh man, and then you start getting that once you get down into like the you know the guys who are ranked like. 15 to 20th like or you say demon hour felix is gonna win this gail no 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 hubert no. hubert herkitz no no well it's he's not bad on i grass, like i like hubie I'd better like than his price but he doesn't have a realistic chance oh, no no that this is this is Djokovic's to lose yeah like i sure. i think i think you can still find minus 110 issues minus one away yeah i could see i see across all across the pond he's at 1.91 1.92 pretty much across the board 
If you can get um, minus one ten, I would play it. Anyway. I would too. I would too. I think my fair price for Djokovic without seeing the draw is probably about fifty eight percent. And when we see the draw, it's probably going to go up because he's going to have a damn good draw. That's um, what I'm saying. Like if if he gets the cakewalk red red carpet draw, all of a sudden it's minus one fifty. Yeah, and realistically, all the other challengers, the Sispasses, the Berrettinis, are probably going to end up on the other side of the draw with a guy like. Federer, who is going to uh, summarily kind of go balls to the wall against all those guys and, you know, really, you know, just leave it all out on the court. And, here's, a good, uh, here's a good question. Get through. So, there, and there was some, I don't want to say casuals, but people who just don't maybe follow as much tennis. Somebody asked mm. the question. It was a fair question on Twitter. I can't remember who asked it, but they said, why, is, why isn't it one versus four, two versus three in the semifinals? Of the French Open, why do they draw it like this? The French Open does stuff how they do it. Like they they do stuff how they do. I think Wimbledon has a much more sensible draw, where they don't uh, they don't get wild with it like that. They don't just go strictly off some stuff. They, they also do a specific grass ranking, though. Yes. So I don't know it, if there's been any grass points awarded. <laughs> that that's the thing. Like they're gonna have to take some of two years into account ago. I'm not sure if that's oh, yeah, what they're going to sure. do because we missed some of the grass court season. So it'll be, it'll be maybe based off what happens over the next couple weeks, which is not maybe a great indicator because not all the best players are going to want to go play in some of these grass tournaments. They, they have enough, they have enough experience over their careers and they've played enough hard courts where they're going to be just fine to go play in these grass courts. But uh, yeah. one, two, one, two, three, four are properly seated for Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. Five, six, seven, eight are scrambled. And I think it, I, I think it's five, six are scrambled, seven, eight are scrambled. Um, and they just, it's a little bit of a random drawing in that regard. Um, yeah. It, it's a draw in the fact that they do some drawing for some yeah. of the seating down there. So, yeah. Close but scrambling, that's, yeah but so, so that said, if I let's see if we can get a current ranking up here for the men's singles. I'm curious. Uh, Djokovic is the one seed. Medvedev is the two seed. Sissipas is the three seed. So Medvedev and Sissipas will be on the opposite side of the draw for, as Djokovic. Yeah. Djokovic is. Oh my God! The number four seed is. Team. It'll be. Well, is he playing? Uh, if he doesn't play, I guess it's up. But I think Team is going to play. I'd be I surprised. Think you're right. It's a big, it's a big pay. This is one of the bigger paychecks you get all year. I think that's fair. probably plays. Um, and yeah, so you could have a situation play out where Djokovic could be on the top half with team uh, Zverev and uh, Berrettini. Don't uh, scroll down. Why? Just okay. where are you at? Like, where are you looking on the screen right now for rankings? Um, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Okay. Who's the top ranked American right now? Isner? No. Uh no no no. It's uh is it Corda? <laughs> you gotta scroll a little bit. Seabass? It is Riley. Riley. Riley wow. he, he's one spot ahead of Big John. So wow. I mean uh, he, he's Tiaf is that a nice, Frank nice Frank Tiafo is doing pretty good. Court is doing pretty good. America might not be terrible at Wimbledon. Taylor, we yeah, might... Taylor Taylor Fritz and Sebastian Corda also in the top fifty. <laughs> Fritz and is then, out. He tore his meniscus. Yeah, right? but still, he was having he was having some success. Tommy Paul, 
and TFO right there. Actually, Sam Query, 60th, those three. And then Marco Sharon, Tennis Sandra, and Stevie Johnson. Yeah, then you're starting to get in. I mean, they're still in the top 100. It's something. Yeah, no, but the culminating point here is Djokovic's draw is going to be stupid easy. His worst case scenario is that he gets Berrettini again in the quarterfinals, but he can dispatch Berrettini, I think, relatively comfortably. He could dispatch Federer relatively comfortably. Uh, and if a uh, team does dry out and these guys all get bumped up one, and now he potentially gets Roberto Batista Agu in the quarterfinals, my goodness, his price to get through to the semis is going to be like 1.06. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be super, 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 super small. Um, women's is anyone's guess. I don't know who's in form. I don't know who possibly uh, has a chance here. Uh, just running down the list, Ash Barty, out of form. She's hurt. I don't even know if she'll play. Simona Halep, out of form. She's hurt. I don't even know if she'll play. Arena Sablenka, she's great, but she chokes in slams. Alina Svitolina, she's not great on grass, and she chokes in slams. Sophia Kennan is not a grass player. Beandre, Bianca Andreescu, not a grass player. Uh, Serena Williams, Probably her proverbial favorite, or she ought to be, I guess. She will be, yeah. Um, let's look. Is she the? Is she the? Uh, is she the favorite? Oh, no, I don't even up. see it. I don't even see a women's uh, market up. That's funny. That's a shame. They don't know. Maybe. Let me see. I wouldn't um, be excited about putting it up too early. Just anyone I didn't get to that you were kind of interested in or curious about? No, it's funny too because of just all the things that like Noop's betting this morning. He's like he's not betting on any women right now. He's betting against women who are bad at grass courts. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the the wager right now. When whenever you switch, uh, you know, whenever there's a major swing in the tennis season and you switch, you know, uh, surfaces like this, there's always some decent opportunities to be like, hey, you know, these are these players have been playing good. Yeah, guess what? They're gonna get their shit kicked out of them on clay, or Dude. you know, they're, they're not good on grass. The market leader right now is Ash Barty, and I don't know if she plays. If she plays, if she's healthy enough to get through a fortnight, and if she is healthy enough to get through a fortnight, if she ever she's puts not. together her game on grass, because she has always been like, she should be good at this. She's a freaking cricket player, for Christ's sake. She should be good on grass, but for whatever reason, she never has done it at Wimbledon. Uh, and so for her to be the market leader is bananas to me. Uh, Serena, you can Serena get six her to in one. the, I can see, I see some seven and a half, nine, totally. eight, nine and a half actually out Ooh. there. Uh, so that's plus eight fifty. Uh, I would play that on Serena and not really think twice about it. Naomi Osaka obviously has already pulled out. Iga Swiatek is not good enough on grass to warrant consideration. Um, Christine, go Carolina Pliskova. Forget about it. She's a head case. Belinda Bencic, interesting look. She's got a big price. She was pretty great in Berlin. Her price currently is in the forty-four range. You can get a forty-four on Bencic right now. Uh, which is surprising. Kvitova, I'm willing to rule out. She is over the hill. Garbarine Muguruza, I'm willing to rule out. She is not fit. Azarenka is not fit. Uh, oh, Zachary. She can make a, a nice little run again, but ultimately, is she going to be able to win seven matches on grass? I question that. Um, somebody has to. Somebody's got to. Johanna yeah. Conta. No, it, not, like it, realistically, it could entirely be the same sort of thing as the French Open, where someone whose name I heard of for the first time in my life, a week before the tournament ended up winning. <laughs> yeah, this is why I don't bet women's tennis. 
Like, I have to go to Tennis Abstract to even figure out if some of these girls have even played much grass. Your girl Angie yeah. Kerber might be might be might have a, oh, a, God, a dangerous little her. draw. You know what? I'm I'm making She's a, a great bet. grass player. I'm making a bet. It's gonna be Marta Kostyuk from the Ukraine. Ukraine owes me some money here. She just took out the ones. She just took out the one seed at Eastbourne. What price do you get on Marta? Two hundred to one. No, sixty-six. Betfair has her two hundred to one right now. Well, I not in England. All it takes is a click of the the old VPN. Yeah, that does not work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, I do have some friends over there. I should talk to my. I have family in Germany. Like, what was the price I you got? Have just Six, set up did a you computer. Say 60, 67 ish. Sixty-seven. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's nice. Um, I'm trying to look at yeah. her grass courts. Show her whole career. She got the shit kicked out of her at Wimbledon last year or two years ago. She won one match. She's super duper. She's super duper duper young. Yeah, she's she was born in two thousand two. That's when I graduated. <laughs> you know um, what I'm playing her, Marta Marta Kostyuk. And then also I put this parlay down there. If you parlay Joker with my trampoline guy, pay is almost nine to one, eight and a half to one. I'm not sure if they'll let. You, I'm not sure if they'll let you parlay that, Marta. There's no correlation. No, he's the boob thrower. <laughs> That's true. Boob, boob versus and dong, dong parlay. Look at that. Wimbledon picks. Oh, also, I do have to mention, I'll retweet this too, but we're going to have a giveaway again for uh, WinBet. It's certainly not going to be hoodies unless you live in like Northern Alberta, like a friend named McNeil. It is too hot for a hoodie. So we're going to find something summer themed. We're going to give it away if you were signed up. I know, you know, a lot of people are already signed up in the States, but we have links for Tennessee. We have links for Virginia. We have links for Indiana. If you have not taken advantage of some of those yet, I just put them up today, actually. You can still get your $500 risk-free bet. We're likely going to be able to create our own boosted games. So we'll have some fun promos with that too, but fun summer giveaway where you get something free. So sign up. I'll get you those links for Tennessee, Indiana, and Virginia. Maybe more states. I don't know. Sign up. Free. Uh, what about Canadians? Canadians, you'll have to pop down to Michigan. Yeah. Across the border, I've heard they're just letting people through now. It's easy. Yeah. But since Montreal, Vegas, you know, the pandemic is over. Yeah, it's um, over now. Uh, no, I, I have uh, I'm looking at the WinBet app right now to try to find French. I mean, at Wimbledon futures. They're not up yet, um, but I do have a pick. I have a pick. I have there is one woman in my rankings who is sneaky, sneaky high on grass uh, who we have mentioned. And uh, I want to see if you can guess who my pick is. Let me give you the price first. Uh, I'm playing her at 51. So 51. Anastasia Pavlinchikova. Ooh, no, but boy, was she great at the French Open. No, not nope, no on paths. I'm really not sure then. Kiki Burton's. I think she retired. <laughs> <laughs> I meant I meant Elise Mertens. Mm, she can she's not gonna be an elite player whenever she runs into she's, one. She's Although there's Bel not many elite players in this draw. Um Petra Kvitova. Although it could be the Belgian, it could be the Belgian summer. Why not? Kvitova is uh, probably one of the favorites. I'm just out on Kvitova. Out on Kvitova. Yeah, that's out her on, price. Her price just sucks. Uh, Coco is an American. 
No, it's Ooh, not. Paula Bedosa. Paula Bedosa. No, that's another great God, call, though. She God was really it. impressive on uh, on Clay. Is it? I mean, are you just going to go? Krejcikovic just keeps winning. No, no, hell no. Like you can't, you can't continue to play that. She's playing in Eastbourne. She's ten to one, and her odds to win Wimbledon are fifty to one. Ribakina. No, that's a nice one though. It's an interesting call. How many I'm, I'm, out, on, I'm out on Ribakina. I'm out on Ribakina until she does something in a slam. Okay, then I, I might, I might be pretty much out of guesses. Jen Brady. Okay, she is the number one ranked player on her continent. <laughs> the number one ranked player from her continent by so a lot. So it's an Asian. No, because that would be Naomi. Oh boy, South American. We're gonna play a South American. No, I don't even I, know. How who's many? Best, how many? Who, the, who is the best South American woman? I I could not name one. I don't South think American I could either. Woman. Venezuelan, some probably somebody yeah, from Venezuela or Colombia. There's got to be. So, all right, give me give me a little time. Oh, Podoroska or oh Podoroska. Um, Podoroska yeah. from Argentina, maybe. Yeah. I forget she's from Argentina. Um, Ans Jabour. Ans Jabour. Yes. Which continent that, is that from? Is Africa. It? Tunisia. Oh my God. She's I forget Tunisia. Yes. She's Tunisian. He, the, Ans the flag, Jabour. The flag looks just like Turkey. So I was thinking she's Turkish. It does. I feel bad about that. It does. Yeah. I'm playing Ans Jabour. I'm playing Ans Jabour for 50 to 1 to win Wimbledon. You want to know something? I have her as the number six rated grass player on the women's tour. And we're getting her at 50 to one. I'm sure I got her last name right here. Yeah, no, that's it. You got, you nailed it. You nailed it. E before it. you? Spelling. E yeah, before you, except after Q. J-A-B-E-U-R. Yes. All right, I'm going to go great. home and sit in Miami. Hans Jabor. Yes, we're now Tunisian tennis fans for the for the next fortnight. And and a half. <laughs> where where is Marrakesh? Oh, that's Morocco. Morocco. I was yeah. thinking Marrakesh. Tunisia is just across the uh, the Mediterranean Sea from uh, uh, from Italy, right? They had yeah. uh, they had a lot of uh, they had a lot of conflicts with the ancient Romans back in the day. Um, I think Car was Carthage right around there in Tunisia area, Algeria. Um, Carthage wasn't built in the day, Drew. Car yeah, they they there's a lot of bad blood between the uh, the the um the Tunisian folks and the ancient Romans back in the day. Yeah. Um but yeah. and and this guy does ask, what about Canadians? LOL, he says. I don't know. Maybe they're they're finally talking about it in your parliament or whatever the hell you got up there. So maybe cool. win maybe Winbet and some of these US operators will end up in Canada because it looks like you're going to have legal single game betting up there in Canada. I will check with Big Ten Watto to see the update. He sits at home and watches Canadian C-SPAN all day long. So he's up to date on that. I'll uh we'll check in that. But yeah, let's uh I'm gonna go home. I'm hungry. Right. I didn't eat supper Sounds yet. Gonna have some vegetables. We'll be back for more Euro talk with someone who knows what they're doing on Wednesday. <laughs> By the time we get to Wednesday, Andy will be out of the cold spell and a heater will be on the night. I mean, you throw enough darts, you're going to end up winning a few. It's just how things. It's uh, hey, when you're in, when you're handicapping an unfamiliar sport, it gets streaky. I understand that. That's how it goes, man. It does. Streak, streak. You're streaking. You're streaking. You're so going to be Euros, you're going to be on a streaky heater once we get to the knockout rounds. I can feel we, it. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing next Monday yet, but uh, there may be some hot dog talk in a week or two here. Oh hell yes.
Hell yes. It's coming. Hell yes. I honestly was surprised at how many women's tennis players I could name. I was impressive. I really was. You that was a tour de force by you. I do that show with noobs every day and eventually such a dude, it is such a crapshoot. I mean honestly, like if you're not playing someone fifty to one, don't bother. I mean I do like Serena a little bit at nine to one. At nine to one, yeah, I was ready to play her at six. Yeah. If you can find it at nine, I like that. But and but I don't even know if I mean she looked okay at you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, until she didn't. Oh.